Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears. This is episode number 60. Thank you everyone for joining us for this episode. We have a lot to talk about. We finished a few TV series, saw a bunch of horror movies and, and the like. Mm -hmm. uh, Jessalyn is here with me this week, once again, is my co-host. Hello. And it's her, this is her pick this week too for movie of the week. It is. Yeah. You changed the rule. Yeah. Every five shows now, every yeah. multiple of five mm -hmm. is uh, your movie that you pick and then we talk about. Plus, you finished a TV series too, which we will get to. Yes. And we took another swing at Channel Zero, uh, season two. Yes, we did. Uh, the first season, I, the beginning was great, uh, but it kind of really slowed down after the first couple episodes and I just kind of was turned off by it. And it's only six episodes too, so it's, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a quick quick little series yeah a one-off it's not continued in any of the other seasons which i believe there are four there are four yeah but we blew right through this one <clears throat> yes whereas i thought we were kind of slogging through the last few episodes of the first season yeah because yeah it was a slog right that's why mm -hmm. the this this series was a lot better i yeah. have to say and it kept me entertained and kept me on the edge of my seat throughout the entire part, uh, until I mean, the entire six episodes, because we started yeah. out hit, then we killed the last two of the following we were day. Gonna, yeah, we were going to watch our movie for our movie of the week, and I was like, can we finish Channel Zero? <laughs> I needed to know what happened. And yeah, it was a good one. And this one is, uh, of course it's different from the last season, because they're going to try and keep all the seasons different. Right. But, but this one is about uh, the No End House, and it's like a, uh, this house shows up every year, and people are notified about it, and it's like... It's considered like an art exhibit in a way. So these group of friends go there and check it out, and they come out on the other side of the house, and it's a whole different kind of dimension. Yeah, it's a yeah. whole other world. It's I kind of don't want to spoil anything because it. I think it gets kind of deep. It does get pretty yeah. deep. There's some really good little father daughter things in here, and and just uh, and just certain certain things are thrown at you that you just don't expect. You know, you you hear like cannibals right in this show, and then yeah. Yeah, it's pretty weird, and but it's very enjoyable, and I, I recommend it definitely. Me too. At its core, I, this won't spoil anything. At its core, I think that it's a story about what love is and what love isn't. Yes, yes, <laughs> very much so. That's its core, right there. Yeah. Toward, right towards the end, it pretty much just tells you that too. Mm -hmm. It's really, it's really cool though, yeah. the way how it ends and everything, and and how ambiguous it keeps you in certain ways that yes. you, you you don't see and they did they let you know all the things you needed to know and threw some some crumbs on the floor to tell you you know hey figure it out yourself what kind of food this is kind of thing yeah you know? i agree so yeah definitely check out season two and this is kind of jumpstart us to probably check out season three next seeing as this one was so good for sure 
No tooth guy in this one, though, No tooth guy. I just really want to shake that guy, you know? It's just, <laughs> he just falls apart. Yeah, teeth flying out all over the place. <laughs> doesn't work that way, though. But we did get uh, the guy who's going to play young Bradley Cooper someday. Oh, yeah. He's uncanny. <laughs> yeah, pretty boy. Does <laughs> he speak French? <laughs> His name's Jeff Ward. Jeff Ward. <laughs> well... John Carroll Lynch was pretty good in this uh, he season, too. He's just, so good in everything he does, yeah. He's just not Drew Carey's uh, cross-dressing brother anymore. He, uh, yeah, he does, what, American Horror Story. He does tons of serious yeah. roles, too. Like Walking Dead. And... I wrote him, I, I wrote down, holy crap, so much TV. <laughs> Drew Carey, American Horror Story, The Walking Dead, The Americans, on and on and on and on and on. He has well over 100 credits of TV. Great actor. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, you watched this next series without me, and it's called You. I did. I think you would have liked it. Yeah? But I didn't have time for you to catch up. I needed to finish it. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so, You. It's available on Netflix. Uh, a clever bookstore manager relies on his savvy internet know-how to make the woman of his dreams fall in love with him. That's the IMDb. What I added was, or a psychopath stalks a woman. Murder ensues. And I know it's because IMDb doesn't want to spoil the series for you, but that's pretty much what it is. Um, It comes from Greg Berlanti and Sarah Gamble. Greg Berlanti is The Flash, Supergirl, Arrow, Dawson's Creek. He was an executive producer of Dawson's Creek, but a creator of the other three. Mm -hmm. And Sarah Gamble was Mm -hmm. an executive producer of The Magicians and Supernatural. Still is, I think, so she's very busy. And it's based on a book by Caroline Kepnes, I think is how you say that, starring Penn Badgley, who I never cared about because I slogged through the first season of Gossip Girl and I was like, (laughs) I can't do this. I can't. I do not care. He is great in this. He's so good. I've actually heard a lot of women online like falling in love with the character of Joe Goldberg, Penn Badgley. <laughs> and I sort of understand it. It's the way he plays it and the way it's written. He's a full-blooded human being because psychopaths are full-blooded human beings. That's why they're hard to spot. Um, right, right. It gets confusing when you're a woman who grow, grew up around like awful rom-coms like we all did. And this show actually inputs little rom-com tidbits, only this time they're really creepy and not okay at all. Um, he wants to save her, and in rom-coms and Disney movies beat it into our heads that we need to be saved and he controls her and some women sink into the idea that that's what's best for her because of like 50 shades of gray and twilight <laughs> uh, and he appears remorseful after he murders people spoiler alert he murders people but it's only because he's afraid for himself because he's a psychopath he's not really remorseful um so i even find my found myself liking him and thinking <laughs> they're really great together and then I would like angrily snap out of it like no "No, what are you talking about he is a psychopath (laughs) Um, I'm going to say it I don't believe horror movies movies are harmful but I'm really starting to think that rom-coms are (laughs) (laughs) yeah because at least you know horror movies set you up for something and teach you a little thing about like psychopaths but this garbage that people watch with these rom-coms in horror movies sorry I'm sorry I know you're 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 yoked up for this one I'm fired up because in horror movies, you kill psychopaths. In rom-coms, you marry them. <laughs> insane. So everybody, please watch you. Available on Netflix. I suddenly, like, fiercely respect Dan from Gossip Girl. He's awesome in this. Damn. So good. <laughs> All right. Uh, another Netflix 
presentation that we saw, which is getting a lot of news lately, is Bandersnatch. Yes, it's from it's a Black Mirror one-off. Right, yes. yeah, one-off kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Choose your own adventure. I thought it was okay. You know, I know a lot of people are, are really you know freaking out about it or well, pooping their pants, but I it was you know it was okay. It was cool. You know, you've only watched through it once. Like I wanted to go through it again, and you weren't really interested. No. I want to go through it a bunch of times. It's a, for those of you who don't know, and you probably do. Available on Netflix. It's a choose your own adventure. It's about a programmer creating a game from a choose your own adventure book. And the show is a choose-your-own-adventure episode, so you get to pick what he does. Yeah, I guess, you know, I, I, I have read maybe one or two of those choose-your-own-adventure books, and I know what they are. I've, you know, I had them when I was a kid. I guess I just really don't care. About? I, uh, about this episode, really. I oh. Maybe if they would do it again, a uh, different episode, something a little more intense... Then so, yes. I see. So the plot didn't hook you enough. It didn't, no. It, no. But I read all the endings and there's some really interesting ones. Yeah, but I mean, I, I just don't feel like playing around with the movie. You know, show me okay. what you want to show me and then that's it. It's the same thing with like leaving like mid-credit scenes and end-credit scenes. <laughs> just put it in the fucking movie, would you? Jeez. Like, just make a movie. Although I am still interested in seeing maybe something else in the same vein as Bandersnatch. I'm all about it. You know, just okay. make it, I just guess this story just really didn't hold me all that much. Okay. But um, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a cool idea. Yeah, it's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Execution for me. I know other people are going to love this kind of stuff. Just wasn't there. I Now, if they were to do one, say like it was a zombie one or something, <laughs> or choose your path and kind of stuff. Or that I think that would be kind of cool, but we'll see yeah. what happens. I'm just worried that my character would get killed right away. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty worried about how I'll fare in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> and and if there are more, they're just hell. This just may be a fad because yeah. pretty much 3D has died out for the most part. Sure, like some of your bigger budget films will still have that 3D experience, but I mean, when's the last time we went and saw a movie in 3D? Yeah, a very long time ago. Don't even because I don't really care. I don't yeah. really care anymore. You're right. Yeah. The screen's darker, it's harder to fucking see, and there's bigger assholes in there, too. So <laughs> I'd rather just go to, like, a regular screen or at home where I can pause it and poop. <laughs> <coughs> anyway, speaking of serial killers, <laughs> we watched uh, on Shudder, we, we checked out uh, you, might be this, you Might Be the Killer, which uh-huh. is a, a cool little play on the serial killer um, movie. Uh a uh, camp counselor suffering from blackouts finds himself surrounded by murder victims. He turns to his horror movie enthusiast friend for advice and to contend with the idea he may be the killer. Mm-hmm. Which is a pretty cool point of view uh, that this movie's going through. Uh, you're, you're in the eyes of the killer who doesn't know he's a killer. Right. And it's like, you know, um, people who are crazy or psychopaths. Don't know that they're psychopaths. It's just really cool. It's cool how they That's kind of true. they go into it. You know, his whole psyche during the thing. You know, saying no, I'm not do it. I'm not the killer. And then yeah, he's the killer. And he just it's cool to see the breakdown of this character of him being the villain, but 
not knowing why he's the villain or right. the serial killer, which I think is really cool. So you liked this movie. I, I did, couldn't really tell. I did like this okay. movie. It was done really well, actually. They they played with time a bit. They didn't show you everything at once. The movie pretty much starts in the middle, and yeah. it'll fill you in. It'll fill in the blanks throughout, and it makes the film a lot better if they just did a whole, like, they just did everything uh, just on this the same, you know, uh, timeline or whatever, you know, this didn't flashback or anything. It would, wouldn't have worked, but luckily it did. Um, Fran Kranz, the guy from, uh, what was that, uh, Kevin in, in the Woods, yeah. the, the, the stoner, <laughs> the stoner. Dude. He's your main character camp counselor guy. And Allison Hannigan is his friend Chuck, who I guess they own like a uh, like a geek store together. Or it looks like it. It seems like shop, they've been friends know. forever. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, there's a I don't recognize too many of the other people in this movie. I didn't either. But who cares? You know. Yeah, but yeah, I would call this a comedy first and a horror movie second. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? Well, there's not too many scary parts of it. Yeah, and especially if you know who the killer is. So right. yeah, <laughs> which they establish right at the beginning, and and that's not a spoiler. I mean, it's in the title of right. the movie. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a comedy. It's not. Yeah, I'm sure there's horror elements in it, but yeah, definitely it's on the the comedy side of it. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. it was, Me too. It was a fun time. I liked. I just like how the how the movie making was. It was, it was yeah. good. And you don't normally get to see a, a killer already in the in the midst of this, and then him reexamining what's going on. Yeah. You don't get to see that ever really. Almost everybody's <laughs> dead when the movie starts. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, the slasher movie, you never really learn uh, from the character about what makes them tick. You just hear backstory, and then they come out in the end, and then you find out a little more. And that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. But yeah, this is a good movie. If you have Shudder, check it out. <clears throat> this Our next movie was uh, referred to us from Jessalyn's dad. Yeah. It's a 1941 movie called The Monster and the Girl. He had watched this <clears throat> on Turner Classic Movies, I believe. Right, and it was... Uh, it was what? Sorry. No, it was with John Landis was... Like sitting down, and like it was like a. He introduced it. He I introduced think. the movie yeah. with the host, and it was it's like a in the actor's studio kind of thing. But right. They have Leonard. Uh, I was gonna say Leonard Moulton. They look alike. <laughs> they look very alike. John Landis. They do. <laughs> and some uh, some other jerk were you know just talking about you know old movies and and John Landis I guess brought this movie and was like hey and he talked all about it and. That's what really kind of impressed your dad. So he watched it and he liked it, and so he recommended it to us, and we checked it out. And yeah, it was a pretty cool movie. It's yeah. uh, after a young woman is coerced into prosti- prostitution and her brother framed for murder by an organized crime syndicate, retribution in the form of an ape visits the mobsters, <laughs> and that's the fucking movie right there. That's, that's, it. that's it. It's like a seventy-minute movie, right? Yeah, not even. It's like sixty-some yeah. minutes. Good, perfect time. Yeah. Went quick. And yeah, it's it's nothing like I'd really ever seen before, and I'm sure no one has seen that this kind of movie back in 1941 when it came no, out. No, it's so there was experimental film long before experimental yeah. film came along. <laughs> long before we came. Out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty much about this guy. He's trying to like defend his his wife, and he gets caught up in some brother. stuff. Uh, it's her brother. It's her brother. Yeah. Oh, I thought they got married. No, that guy didn't exist, remember? He was a mobster. That's how she got into the prostitution ring. 
Wait, oh, I guess I totally missed a bunch of stuff about this movie. You saying what? That guy didn't exist. She gets conned into marrying that guy, but he's uh-huh. a mobster, and she's forced into prostitution. And then her brother comes to get her out of the mob, oh. and they frame him for murder. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally fucking lost. They <laughs> look like nondescript white guys from 1941, so I still, like, get them confused. Yeah. I... Yeah. Yeah, I guess I didn't get it at all. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So he ends up getting executed. um, But first, the scientist asks if he can have his brain. And he kind of freaks out and is like, okay, fine. Yeah. And they put his brain into a gorilla, which they did a lot, like, back in movies where science didn't have to have any specific purpose or function. Mm -hmm. Scientists were just like, I don't know. Let's switch brains. See what what happens. (laughs) Um, and obviously he goes back because uh, he's a gorilla now and he seeks revenge on all the mobsters. He kills the hmm. prosecuting attorney and all the mobsters. Hmm. Yeah. All right, cool. Now I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I got kind of mixed up in that one. I did miss like the first few minutes of the movie too, so that might have been... Yeah, Maybe. those guys did look very similar. They man. probably did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. black and white movie. Yeah, I couldn't tell. So anyway, I mean, I'd recommend watching it, but you have to buy it on DVD. I looked everywhere for this movie. You either have to have apparently... Cable and TCM specifically, yep. and wait for it, or, or I think my dad DVR'd it, but yeah. Or Amazon. So. Good luck on that one. It's or, not there, I looked. Not, oh, oh, where'd you get it from? Just I some, bought it on DVD, well, through Amazon. From where? Yeah, yeah Amazon, duh. Yes. Like, no, I said. Yes. On Amazon, on DVD. Yeah. It's an interesting movie, and there's a gorilla. Uh, gorilla <laughs> revenge. Yeah, it's a gorilla revenge mobster love story, sort of. Like a, yeah. Oh, it's her brother. Well, you can't say her brother loves his sister. Jeez. <laughs> You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the 2011 film Detention (laughs) (laughs) by Joseph Kahn, who is known mostly for a shit ton of music videos. Oh my god, did you IMDb him today? Yeah, I did. Holy cow. (laughs) Taylor Swift, Kelly Clarkson, Mariah Carey, Wu-Tang Clan, Britney, Janet Jackson, U2. Yeah. And that's just a few of them. Yeah, that's just, yeah, there's over like a hundred. Yeah. And uh, he also did the movie Torque. Which they do make fun of in this film, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is a movie, uh, as a copycat killer named after movie villain Cinderella stalks a student body at Grizzly Lake High School, a group of co-eds band together to survive while serving detention. And there's time travel. (laughs) (laughs) I added that last one. Yeah, I I guess that one. (laughs) Holy shit, there's so much stuff in this movie. This is like a movie I've never seen before, and yet it barely takes place during detention. Yeah. (laughs) Now, it's available to rent or buy on Amazon, but we stumbled upon it 
on Netflix. Back in like 2012, 2013, yeah. I want to say. Had you heard of it? Was it ever in the theaters? I don't think it was. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah, I was really surprised, as were you, when we first saw this film. It's, it is fucking crazy. There's just a <laughs> lot of stuff going on. And especially now, like, we watched it for the third time now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we really pay attention when we're, we're going to do a movie of the week. So we just we zone in on it. So we got to see a lot of different things that we didn't see the first time. And here, the first and second time. One of the things that Jesslyn did say to me about this film is that it looks <clears throat> like a music video. Yeah. And it's filmed like a music video. Mm-hmm. And it's very true. You can It looks like a Britney Spears video. But don't let that turn you off because right. there's a lot of good Britney Spears videos that at least sure. look good you know baby you may not time. like her but right. yeah but baby one more time made her a superstar right everybody knows that video and yeah it looks a lot like that particular video yeah and there's like the lighting the lighting yeah. and the flares and the camera movements and mm-hmm. everything and the whole beginning of the movie <clears throat> it's pretty much you know uh, everyone's going through like um uh, through like the hallways and everything, and you're learning everyone's name and blah blah blah, and it's it's actually done really well the way you they do hate it this that. time. Yeah. Uh, no, I like the way when um they don't name characters, you know, like this is Riley, and then they'll put her name <laughs> up. She's five foot eight, and you know, I don't like that, but I do like credits where they're. They're interactive with the the characters on screen. Okay. So, like, yeah, we'll slam a locker, and on the lock, it'll spell out the producer's name or whomever. And that's how it was. Yeah. That, yeah, I like that kind of setup. I don't like the the other one I was talking about. I just think it's just overdone. And But this one was done well, and it was... It, it was... <laughs> this was a big surprise. Uh, this yeah. Movie, this movie stars Josh Hutcherson, who is actually an executive producer on this, too. Really? Yeah, I saw it in the credits oh, uh, wow. yesterday. I didn't notice that. Um, Shane Lee Caswell, um, you know, she is on, I saw that she's on CSI New Orleans. Yeah. So I think your dad would probably know who the fuck she is. Maybe, I think my, no, not CSI, NCIS. That's oh, NCIS, that right, yeah. right, that's the NCIS one NCIS New Orleans, I think he yeah. watches the regular one, but Whatever, yeah. you know, they're all the fucking same. But that's the only thing she's a regular on, other than right. that, it's more TV guest spots. I love right. her in this. Oh, she is great. Yeah. You, you might remember her from, she was like the oldest child in the first Conjuring movie. That's where right. you might see her the most. Mm-hmm. But this is the movie where I first recognize her, and she's she's great. Her and Josh Hutcherson are great in this movie. I know. This is another movie that I would call a comedy first yes. and a horror movie second. And yes, it is a horror movie, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Spencer Locke, who you might remember as Kmart from the fucking Resident Evil yep. movies. Yeah. She's my favorite part of this movie. Yeah, she's really cool, too. She plays a dual character, and she does a really, really good <laughs> so job. So funny. Uh, we also have... Oh, uh, Dane Cook in this movie, and he doesn't annoy me. It's great. He yeah. actually played the part well, and and isn't in it much. No, he isn't. You know, <laughs> he's in the right amount of scenes, and yeah. he does play an integral part in the movie and his character especially. So yeah, we got a lot of uh, some really good talent in this film, and yeah, just I really haven't talked to anyone about this film except for you because I don't think anyone's really ever heard of it. Right. Did anybody see this? Because we were like, let's put on something stupid while we space out to our phones. And then it turned out to be so funny. Right, yeah. And it was (laughs) nothing to space out to. There's a lot to pay attention to. There's a lot of little things in there. They tell you the whole plot of the movie and what's going to happen in the first like 10-15 minutes. And it just escapes you throughout. And Yeah, it's just a really good time. And uh, it, it pays homage to the 90s, too, which is why I think I loved it so much, because that's my favorite decade. But I think 
Well, I think the filmmakers here paid homage to our generation. For Cause, sure. Because uh, the characters in the movie, um, some of them really love the 80s, so they're dressing like they're in the 80s. Or the 90s, so they'll dress like they're in the 90s. And, of course, with time travel, we learn like how this was integrated later on throughout the film. That's so really cool how they, they integrated that. And um, later on in the film, they, uh, they're they actually in detention. And there's guy a guy who's been in detention forever. <clears throat> and this is one of my favorite parts of the movie. He's like remembering, because he saw someone in detention in present time. And he remembers seeing them back in the past. <clears throat> So while he's remembering, they're kind of just doing like a montage of all the different people who've been in detention before, and it's playing music from that generation or that that group of kids. So they went through like Backstreet Boys, and they showed people dressed up like from that era, mm-hmm. and it, it's really funny to watch this because you look back in all these different styles, and you're like, wow, that was stupid. <laughs> Ridiculous. Do still, yeah. people still wear visors upside down and backwards, you know? <laughs> like, that was the dumbest thing ever. Who the fuck wore it like that? And then it goes all the way back to 1992, and they're playing Hole. Right, yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's it's cool how, to, how they do all that stuff. Yeah. But the, the, the gist of the movie is, is that this girl, Riley, is having a really shitty time in school. Um, and then she really loves this one guy at school. and but he Clapton, Clapton, played by Josh Hutcherson. Played by Josh Hutcherson. But uh, we learn that Clapton is dating Ione, who is used to be... Um, Riley's best friend, mm-hmm. but something changed in the last month where she's all over all over uh, Clapton. Right. And we don't know why because <laughs> in the first like hour of the movie, we're like, "What the fuck happened between them? Why did she totally you know start fooling around with her crush?" And and intermittently. She makes 80s references. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. You're like a Bronson Pinchot. <laughs> yeah, 80s and 90s references through the board. And you're like, dude, who the fuck is it? Why like, is what? she doing this? Yeah. <laughs> and you find out why. Exactly. So the Riley character is um, the centerpiece for this film for the most part. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, a vegan feminist. And she kind of seems like she's always getting crapped on throughout the whole movie. Uh, especially with her best friend. But, um, yeah, go for it. I was just going to say my second favorite part. She does a debate about eating meat. And (laughs) we get introduced to the Canadian kid. Yeah, the Canadian uh, exchange student they have. Exchange (laughs) student. My second favorite part of this movie. (laughs) Where she totally gets annihilated by the Canadian dude. (laughs) Who, I'm just going to spoil him right now, turns out to be an alien at the end of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You see how fucking crazy this film is? It's got everything. It has... It, it definitely does have everything in there. We have the jock in this movie who... <laughs> Let's talk about him. He's, he's, you talk about it. I want, I want to hear okay. what you do. Well, I do want to go through the movie. So where were we? Okay. Um, Riley, she broke her ankle somehow and she's... She's limping around. She gets robbed on the street by some like Finnish dude. <laughs> yeah, takes her iPod, which is like this vintage thing that she has. <laughs> um, so yeah, then she debates the Canadian kid... Um, oh crap! I forgot what I was. What else I was gonna say about the Canadian kid? Uh, he's he's like a a, a rap dude, kind of you know. Yeah, <laughs> like a, a white kid dressed up the way he should not be. <laughs> Essentially, still pretty funny. Um, 
No, I'm not good at going through it. Through it. <laughs> uh, so during all this, we learn that there's a serial kim- killer who's emulating a serial killer from a movie. Yes. Sorry, let's go back. And It actually opens on the most popular girl getting murdered horribly right. by this serial killer. That's the opening scene. That's the opening. Then you yeah. get the whole you know credits. montage and the credits and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, and she's a real... Jerk. She's awful. <laughs> She's an yeah, awful you person. Can't wait for her to die. And She's yeah, mean girls to to ten, you know, to eleven, <laughs> pretty much. And then she gets murdered by Cinderella, which mm-hmm. is the uh, the horror movie villain that is in their world, you know. And it's from the movies, though. From the movie, right. yeah, Cinderella. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, there's like five different <laughs> films that are going to come right. out. It's, it <laughs> so it's like, a, I would call it a Scream ripoff, but it's not because they mentioned Scream. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they're paying homage to all of this. Right, exactly. Um, from there on, uh, we do get to meet the football guy after that. He's like it's a total meathead. football guy, that's right. And uh, <laughs> he, we get to learn earlier in the story that he was, you know, I guess infected by a fly or something like that. <laughs> So he secretes, like, you know, like, from the movie The Fly with Jeff Goldblum, you know, when he spits all over shit and it, it, it <laughs> and melts and he does that. <laughs> his hands stick to things and he can't. <laughs> what's, the, what's the kid called? Billy Nolan. No, Billy no, no. Nolan. Uh, Is it? Yeah, Billy Nolan, I think. And that's the, Billy the, Nolan, yeah. And that's the same character that John Travolta played in and Carrie, Carrie, yeah, right, which yes. I don't think is a mistake either or right. an accident. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's bizarre. Like, when he's a child, he, for some reason, has a TV stuck to his hand. Oh, like, well, uh, his dad says, you know, because uh, you can see, like, the different feelers and stuff coming out of his hand. Right. He has to wear a TV on his hand for, like, until high school, until he finally <laughs> takes it off. Right. So they show a montage of him during, like, different activities where he can't do anything because he has a TV on his hand. <laughs> and the TV's still working for some reason. Right, I don't it's know. still on. <clears throat> Um, <laughs> so I guess whenever he gets yoked up, he you know, excretes all these things and becomes Flyman. But then he there's a party. Oh wait, well, and the other thing too is that he is constantly waiting to beat the crap out of Clapton because he used to date Ioni. Ioni right. dumped him to go out with Clapton. Yeah, but we also learn out that Ioni is not actually Ioni either, which right. we will get to, of course. <laughs> and. Uh, um, so there's a party that happens at um, one of Clapton's friends. I forgot that guy's name. Sander. Well, Sander. Sander. Right. Sander. Sander. <laughs> not, not, not with an X or a Z, right. but an S. Sander. <laughs> uh, he's hosting this costume party. Of course, no one shows up in a costume except mm-hmm. except for uh, uh, Riley. Who <laughs> shows up as Angela Chase. So how could I not love this movie? My so-called life. You know yeah. who Angela Chase is? Mm-hmm. And uh, she gets wasted at the party because she sees Clapton making out with Ione. And that totally sets off um, Billy and he gets totally yoked up and wants to fight him. And um, Riley's wasted and she actually gets in the way and (laughs) trips him. And then there's this whole kerfuffle that happens. He gets pissed off, goes up into someone's room, starts, you know, excreting more stuff. And then he gets (laughs) murdered by uh, Cinderella, who is... Kind of, I forgot about to this point because uh, Cinderella had only shown up one time before yeah. to attack Riley. Um, <laughs> this was what wasn't this like uh, right, right when she's hanging herself in the high school in front yeah, of the bear. That part didn't age well for me. <laughs> no, it didn't. But yeah. the movie did say in the beginning, we know that suicide isn't funny and kind of thing, and right. put up a disclaimer on mm-hmm. it. 
But, um, yeah, she's really having a bad time. She goes to hang herself. It doesn't really work because she's just hanging there. <laughs> so then um, the serial killer tries to kill her there, and then you know he, he fails, and she gets away. And no one will believe her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then when he shows up again and kills the jack... Somehow the jack gets a TV stuck to his hand again. again. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is just wacky. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, time travel comes in after that. Yeah. Because the bear, their mascot that's been in the high school the whole time, is actually this one guy that's in their, I guess, kind of in their detention group, which still hasn't happened yet in the yeah, movie. Yeah, they're still not in detention. Um, he, throughout high school, has been making a, um, a time travel... Uh, out of the the bear mascot, right? The paw, of the paw, the, of the bear mascot. Which we get a little backstory on the bear too. Is that I guess this bear was abducted by aliens from a weird <laughs> planet at some point. But yeah, that, who cares about that anyway? Is that yeah. where the Canadian kid comes into play? I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. This is um. It was just like a little offshoot about the bear during the movie. Oh, okay. Like there's that bear and like the he's running through. Like the desert, it looks like, or like some just place. That's with, right. And then he gets picked. Up, he runs towards the UFO, and they gets on board, and they take off. Yeah, and... you gotta pay attention. <laughs> if you look away from the screen, you're gonna miss things. <laughs> like I think I missed that this time around. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, eventually, they all um, our main characters get detention, and a few of the other characters that are kind of around their circle, not necessarily friends, are in detention also. Because of... Why did they get detention? Oh, because at that party, someone took video of them drinking, and they also saw Riley's boob. And yeah, <laughs> the other part that doesn't age well, she gets punished for that, for right. somebody taking a picture after they took her top off. Yeah. Right. So, someone else, she did not do this. Yeah. Right, exactly. So her and a bunch of other students got suspended for that, and that's... Or a detention for that mm-hmm. on a Saturday, too. And I was talking to Jess, and I was like, yeah, I got detention on a Saturday. It was fucking horrible yeah and i ask like did you meet a bunch of kids who were different than you and bond and then write a letter to the principal like no no the teacher was (laughs) in there the whole time like no he was not letting anyone talk i wondered like why when would a teacher leave you alone in a room especially the library especially after watching the breakfast club why'd you do that that? exactly so we get there and then we get to learn what detention is really about um we learn that ioni is actually I own um, uh, Sloane, which is her mom. Mm-hmm. They traded places in future and in the past. So Ioni's teenage self went into Sloane's teenage body in 1992. Yes. Well, the other thing happened, vice versa. Uh, well, uh, adult um, Sloane went into teenage Ioni's body. Which explains why he she was interested in Clapton all Clapton, and she was, uh, you know, just all with the 90s references and everything. Yeah. And just super, you know, 90s cheerleader kind of girl. <laughs> Which is, it's funny, because, uh, well, the guy who has been in uh, detention for like 20 years now recognizes her, because yes. 20 years ago she was in detention with him, and but it wasn't... Sloan, it was Ione, and she's brought her phone with her back in time, and she's trying to use it and get reception and stuff. Yeah, but you see that scene before you know that they body swapped. So right, you're like, that you're was like, out of place. Yeah, Why did she have a weird. phone? Yeah, they're like, yeah. oh, I get it. So detention is pretty much where this whole mishmash of a movie begins, Yeah, is detention. Because it 
really begins in 1992 with the arrival of someone from the future, which right. can dramatically change um, the, future, the future, what's going to yeah. happen. I want to add the little detail that they body swapped because Aoni was going to be a part of this. It wasn't a dance competition. It was a... Oh, yeah. It was like, well, some sort of dance competition. Yeah, it was. It was a dance competition. Yeah, and she couldn't dance, but her mom could. And it was just like matter of fact. It wasn't like, where did you get... How can you body swap? They were like, okay, well, let's just do this. There's no, like, nobody's shocked by the magic. Right. And that's what's so great about this movie. This movie is not... Asking you to understand how all these things work. It's yeah. just saying, hey, here's all this shit. Let's enjoy. Mm-hmm. How about it? And I did. And and we did. There's some... <laughs> uh, um, then from then, the, when they're in detention, that's when the killer surfaces. Um, they find out who the killer is. They go back in time and through the bear uh, time-traveling machine. <laughs> they meet up with Ione, who's in Sloane's body, and they have to... When they learn that the world is going to end if Ione and Sloane's body, they she has to hook up with um, their principal in the in the present, who is actually a student in the past. So she, um, the principal in the past asked uh, Sloane, who was actually Ione, <laughs> if they would go out, and she responded very shittily towards him, and he makes a bomb and he blows up the school. Mm-hmm. But when Sloan said something to him back in the 90s, it, was, it wasn't it was as tragic as what Ione said to him in the past. So it he while he was building this bomb in his science class, he only hurt himself. But seeing as the turn of events were different this time around mm-hmm. and the severity of what she said totally turned him off, he did things differently and ended up blowing up the whole school. Right. So the uh, Riley and Clapton have to go back in time to tell um, Ione, who's in Sloane's body, to <laughs> give him a chance and go to prom with him. And She does. And she does, and everything works out fine. They go back to the... Um, well, before before they go back, I just want to I wanna also add that she loves it in the 90s. Oh, everyone loves it in loves the 90s. Loves it there, yeah. Because... Um, uh, Ioni um, does. Ioni yeah. and what's his face goes. Uh, Clapton goes back too, and he's getting like straight A's and everything. Yeah. And one of the parts of the movie is that he's like an F student, doesn't mm-hmm. give a shit and everything. But in this time, he's like a straight A student. And he's mm-hmm. loving it there. And um, what's his uh, Sander goes back too, but mm-hmm. we find out that Sander is actually the serial killer Cinderella. Right. And he's trying to get the, uh, the principal character back in ninety. 90- 1992 to make the bomb correctly so he can blow everything up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so luckily, you know, they make it away from Sander and they go back into present time where prom is and probably the 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 only version of Oombop by Hanson that I like <laughs> and it really made me love this movie even more the way yeah. they did it and like uh, the whole prom is, you know, jamming out to Oombop and there's this one character in the movie who really is just, he says to himself, I'm just a boring character, I don't know why I'm here, kind of thing. Yeah. But seeing as the time change and things changed in the past, he's now a cool guy, like he fronts a band and everything now and he's singing Oombop and yeah. it's cool to see all these little changes and how these characters change just a little bit throughout mm-hmm. and for the better too. It's an Mbop cover. And yes. a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was fun. It's a cool <laughs> dance scene. 
Riley and Clapton finally get together, and we see that um, Ione is actually in Sloane's body in the present, and Sloane is actually in Ione's body. <laughs> They're having like a tip between each other because. I mean, the mother is the younger one, yet yeah. she's telling the older one what to do. And but uh, yeah, but also Ione actually got into the principal when they went to that dance together, when they went to prom together. Right. And so mm. Ione in her mother's body and the principal are dating. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're <laughs> yeah they're together. Or I guess yeah. I don't, I, don't, I guess it's really not explained if they've always been together, but it kind of I think so. It looks like they've yeah. been together since high school. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's a cool little thing at the end. Um, they didn't exactly get rid of the serial killer, but uh, he comes back and tries to kill Riley and Clapton, which he is not successful and loses, mm-hmm. and everything is, you know, hunky-dory after that for the most part. Everything's back to normal, yeah. Sort of, kind of, until the, the aliens attack at the end and who knows what happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then that's the end of the movie, you know, that's... Um, that's that's pretty much it. There's not too much. Well, I mean, yeah. There's tons of stuff in here that you'll just have to see for yourself. This is a really yeah. great movie. Um, Thirteen dead bodies, <laughs> three breasts, no penises. I give this movie an A plus. Yeah, I give this movie an A plus too. It's under two hours. It's just totally nuts. Lots of '90s references. But it's done so well. Yes. That's the thing. There's so many shitty nutty movies out there that just are meant to be, you know, they, they just don't give a fuck and they'll wink at the camera. Right. This movie is not that. There's no winking. This is just really good filmmaking. And Right. This isn't scary movie. This is right. a good comedy horror. Right. If you like slasher movies, if you like the 90s, you like the 80s, you like body swapping, you like time serial travel. killers, time travel. Aliens. <laughs> this movie's for you. Uh, I This is definite A-plus for me. I, I was... On the fence about A or A plus, but especially after talking about it right now, and just how so much is in this movie, and how underrated it really is, and this is a definite checkout. For sure, it's an A+. I didn't know if we were going to be able to. You did a great job explaining, especially Ione. I didn't know how we were going to do that. Yeah. But I think if have, even if I hadn't seen the movie, I would understand Ione's deal. All right, good. Good job. Oh, thank I you. Hope thank you all got that. I hope so too, because I'm not doing it again, fuckers. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, well, this is your movie. Hope you yeah. have some good ones coming up for us, too. You have a month to think about it. I do, yeah. I'm excited to do them every five. And so, yeah, I was a lot less stressed out about picking one, and I was like, whatever, this movie's hilarious. I'm going to yeah. pick this one. It's Great It's not pick. just going to be movies that I, like, from my past that I love. This is a movie we discovered yeah, seven together. years ago. Yeah. yeah, was it that long? Wow, was it that long ago? Yeah. Yeah, I remember, I, yeah, this is right before, maybe a year before I started my latest job. So maybe about oh, like yeah. five years ago, six years ago. Yeah, I was, I was blown away. It was awesome. It's really funny. <laughs> I have kind of a gross thing for Josh Hutcherson, I'll admit it. He's in his like late 20s now, I think. So. Oh, well, man, I got something for the Riley here, man. <laughs> she's totally, she's beautiful. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, don't feel bad about Josh. He's a cute little boy. Yeah. It wasn't Little during man. Bridge to Terabithia. It was around Hunger Games, so it's not, <laughs> it's not weird. <laughs> it's totally fine. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely check out this movie. I yeah. was excited to pick it. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for joining us once again. We'll be back next week with my movie. 
I think it's going to be an action film. Ooh. Ooh, an 80s one, too. That's so unlike you. No, yeah, I've never done one of those before. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> All right, thank you, everyone, for joining us once again. We'll be back next week with another film. Thanks for listening. <laughs>